0: I want to start off my sermon this morning um, with a couple of warnings, a couple of warnings that that come from history, and and then I want to move to a a uh, a, a, a hope uh, declaration that was given to us as well. In uh, it was time during the time of the Wesleyan revival. It was from a Methodist pastor by the name of John Wesley. And John Wesley lived in the years of 1703 to 1791. And he said this about the church. And I got to remember that John Wesley was a revivalist. And that God picked, uh, raised him up to, to preach the gospel. And just literally thousands would come to, to hear John Wesley and give their hearts to Jesus. And it was something that swept. Uh, Great Britain, and also uh, came to uh, uh, the, the States at the same time. He said this. He said, my fear is that our people will become content to live without the fire. My fear is that our people will become content to live without the fire, the power, the excitement... And the supernatural element that makes us great. Wow! What a statement. I wonder what he'd have to say about the church today. Here's another warning that I wanted to share with you today. Once again, it comes from the past. This comes from William Booth. William Booth was the founder of the Salvation Army. And in his final days, he was referred to as General William Booth. And he said this. Now General William Booth, it's just it's interesting to understand the time frame that General Booth was born uh, in 1829, and he died in August 20, uh, August 20 uh, 1912. And he said this about the church as he was looking at the 20th century church, which had been this church that would be part of the 1900s. You and I are now in the 21st century. So he said this about the 20th century. He said, The chief danger that confronts the coming century or century will be religion without the Holy Ghost. Gotta read that again. Okay. The chief danger that confronts the coming century will be religion without the Holy Ghost, Christianity without Christ, forgiveness without repentance, salvation without regeneration, politics without God, and heaven without hell. Woo! <laughs> Come on, and if that doesn't kind of send a little chill up and down your spine, nothing else will. William Booth he had some concerns. Once again, if William Booth was here today, I just wonder what he'd say about the day and age that you and I are living in. And I said that again, and I just I just want to let you hear that, because it rings so true. He says the chief danger that confronts the coming century will be religion without Holy Ghost. Christianity without Christ, you know, a a form of godliness denying the power thereof. Forgiveness without repentance, you know, just, oh yeah, repent, but life goes on and no changes. Salvation without regeneration. Politics without God. And heaven without hell. In other words, there isn't such thing as hell, so you know, and everybody makes it into heaven, and you you can see where that goes. Okay, just a couple warnings to just kind of lay a foundation for the sermon this morning. But I, I don't want to stop there. I, I, I want to go to, to hope that we have as, as a nation. Now, these are the words of Billy Graham. And Billy Graham spoke specifically about the nation of Canada. So I'm, I'm endeavoring as quickly as I can to bring this home and to, to where you and I are living today. Billy Graham said this in 1978 About the nation Canada. He says. You talking to Canadians. Have a spiritual heritage here. Both in Quebec. And Ontario. And in Western Canada. And you have the spiritual groundwork. It's already here. I believe Canada. Stands in a very unique position. If Canada should have a spiritual awakening, a spiritual revival, Billy Graham says, I think it could lead the world. I think the whole world would look to Canada, and I think Canada could become the world leader in the spiritual dimension. Wow. I mean, you don't have to believe that at all. I mean, you don't have to embrace it. But I want you to know, there are some powerful statements that have been made about the church and now about the country that you and I uh, live in. Today is Pentecost Sunday. And Pentecost Sunday... Uh, is uh, something that's on the liturgical uh, calendar for those that preach the lectionary in a lot of the mainline churches. Uh, today they will have messages on Pentecost. They will probably talk, touch base on that it was on the day of Pentecost that, uh, that the church uh, was born, that it was the day when Holy Spirit was poured out. So I want to take a look at some scriptures and uh, I, I want to, to move to uh, some illustrations that I, that I think are pertinent uh, to us this morning. Uh, starting in Acts uh, chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. That was Acts chapter 2. The first Pentecost Sunday, the first Pentecost Sunday took place 50 days after the resurrection, or 10 days after Jesus ascended in. To heaven, I, I want to make a, a comment today uh, uh, about the Holy Spirit being outpoured. And, and I, I want to uh, 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 make it clear to, to all of you today that when the Holy Spirit was being poured out, God in heaven did not have some kind of valve. And when he poured it out on the day of Pentecost, he cranked the valve back and said, That's enough for now. Once you understand understand that when you look at Scripture and you understand, you understand the history of Scripture, and especially the book of Acts, it laid a foundation for the church, and you discover that the Holy Spirit, once it was poured out, it never ceased. It has never ceased to be poured out. Paul said over in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 18. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. The word filled in that verse means to continually be filled. Another, once again, Paul understood, hey, the Holy Spirit is being poured out all the time. And it is our responsibility to be continuously filled with the Holy Spirit. So it means to be filled. There have been subsequent uh, responses to God's outpouring throughout history. Um, I brought an app this morning. And I want you to hear this so if we can get some sound and Mark's going to give it to us just a little bit. I just want to give you a little bit of a, uh, a background to this this morning. And as, as you hear this, it's the sound of rain. The Holy Spirit's outpouring has often been likened to rain. Rain falling on dry, thirsty ground. And as you hear the rain falling this morning, I just want you to be aware that the Holy Spirit has never ceased. The pouring out of the Holy Spirit has never stopped. It's continued over and over again. We may have stopped it. We may have tried to move away from it. But I want you to know, as far as, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit has never ceased to be poured out. 1906, just, just before General William Booth died, can't help but think that there was some kind of corollary. I can't help but think that uh, the Holy Spirit uh, uh, had a message that he was given to, to, to William Booth as he saw the danger that was facing uh, uh, the church. And, and history tells us that in 1906, and we reference this just briefly at Dorothy, Gal, uh, Dorothy Weber's uh, um, uh, funeral, that in, in 1906, God by His Spirit, was poured out on a mission over in Los Angeles upon uh, just a humble man by the name of William Seymour. And, and God began to pour out His Spirit in this, this little mission. It was a rundown check. And people started getting filled with the Holy Spirit. They started getting baptized. They started speaking in tongues. And the word spread and and word word traveled, and people would come from all over North America to go to Los Angeles and, and to find out what was going on. And subsequently, they discovered that the Spirit that was poured out on the day of Pentecost, it had not ceased. It still was being poured out. And in 1906, they discovered afresh that the Holy Spirit was continually being poured out. I got my facts wrong the other day. I thought... It was nineteen oh six that Azusa Street where the Holy Spirit was poured out initially, and then in nineteen oh seven that it happened up here in Canada. But just recently, I was reading uh, just a new book that came from the, the national office here in the Pentecostal Assemblies of Canada. And in this book, it was all about 100 years of Pentecost. And, and I, was, I was really interested in, to know what they had to say about the early days. And they talked about this woman whose last name was Hebden, and she came over from England. She came over to England with her husband, and they, they got together. They were a, kind of a Methodist background. They probably had something to do with John Wesley and that, that, that era. But they came over, and, and they began just to seek God. And, and history tells us that in a place called Hebden Mission in downtown Toronto, not in 1907 the next year, but in 1906... The same year that God was being poured, he was pouring out a spirit over in Los Angeles, California, on Azusa Street, and people were getting filled and discovering that God's Holy Spirit had not ceased and, and God hadn't turned off the tap. Over in Toronto, same year... There's this woman, she gets filled with the Holy Spirit. Other people start getting attracted to the Hebden mission. And the next thing you know, the Holy Spirit is also now being poured out here in Canada. It was a sovereign move of God. It was a message to North America, including Canada and the U.S. Hey, I have not turned off my tap. The Holy Spirit has been being poured out. You're just discovering you're just scared. You know, they used to sing. They used to sing a song in old time, Pentecost. Get under the spout where the glory comes out. Well, people were finally discovering that, you know what? The spout had never been shouted, had never been shut off. And the Holy Spirit and, and the Holy Ghost had been poured out uh, 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 at the same time. So we have an Azusa Street at 1906 in the Hebden Mission also in 1906. And why that's important to you and I. Because it was in 1907 that a missionary comes from the Hebden Mission to Stratford. And comes to this city because Charlie Wiederson and John Wiederson, brothers, they were trying to start up a church back in 1907. And they invite this missionary to come over from Toronto. And they come and and as they meet, it was the birth of what you know as Bethel Pentecostal Church. God's Holy Spirit descended upon them. And it was a significant time. We 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 can say, and, I, and we there's no point in boasting about it. Really, it's just God because it's all about God. But this church really represents one of the first Pentecostal churches, and the Pentecostal assemblies of Canada and our nation. So, there's what I'm saying that to you for is that, that you and I there's there's something that we've received. There's there's a legacy that you and I have received, and and, and that we have a responsibility. I'm not saying that we've exactly done well about it, but I am thankful today for the leadership of this church that's hungry for the move of God. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for this church who believes that the Spirit of God has not ceased and has been continuously being poured out. It wasn't too long ago last month when we had Mark Griffin here on a Sunday night at our encounter service. And Mark Griffin, he told about his grandfather. He told about his great grandfather who was living over in Waterdown. He hears about the Holy Spirit. Somehow he ends up over in California. His grandfather, George, and I know, and I knew his grandfather, George. And George has spoken in some of my churches. George gets baptized in the Holy Spirit. George has a son by the name of Murray. Murray's kind of a contemporary of mine. And so, so that, that, that whole family, back in 1906, 1907, back in those early years, Holy Spirit's pouring out over in Waterdown. Over in Waterdown. Over in Toronto. Over in Stratford, over in LA. You get the picture? You get the picture? That that the Holy Spirit was being poured out all over the place because he had not ceased the rain of the Holy Spirit continues to fall. It wasn't too long in the beginning of this church. In the beginning of this church, probably 1907, maybe 1908, there's a lady comes and she's the pastor for about one year. Her name was Amy Simple. Amy Simple uh, later on would get married uh, to a man by the name of McPherson and they together would move to Los Angeles, California and they would become and they'd become the founders of what is known as the Four Square Gospel Church. And uh, today, it is one of those epic centers as uh, representative of the Pentecostal movement. But it started here. There was something about what God, God by his Holy Spirit, had unleashed upon this, the humble beginnings. Their humble beginnings. And whether we know it, understand it, or are ignorant of it, it really doesn't matter. It is what God has done. And it hasn't been that long ago, uh, maybe a few decades ago now that I think of it. This is crazy. But we had Bill Prankard here. And Bill Pranker came and we had special services. And once again, we as a congregation discovered and other churches in the city discovered, hey, you know what? The Holy Ghost, he hasn't turned off. The tap is still being poured out. And once again, during that time, we got underneath the spout. We got underneath it again, and it was wonderful. And it wasn't wasn't too long, and about about the same time that Bill was here, there was the the Toronto blessing, and and there was John Arnott, and he was over on the other side of town, and John goes to Toronto, and and John's hungry for God, and he wants more. And as a result, they discover once again that the Holy Spirit had not ceased, and God bursts a move of his spirit that begins to shake the entire world, and there's all kinds of things going on Browns. And, and, and the story goes on. So my point is this. Once our Lord ascended to heaven and sent his Holy Spirit, he has not ceased to be poured out. So when Peter quoted Joel's prophecy, he was not only referring to his day, but to those who are far off. And I, and I share the verse found over in Acts chapter 2, verse 38 says, Peter says this, to the crowd that were were, had gathered at nine o'clock in the morning. He said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and your children and for all, do you hear me? For all, that includes you and me this morning, that are far off, for all whom the Lord, our God, will call. Very, very cool. So my first point today was the, was the upper room where they had gathered together and they had done exactly what Jesus wanted them to do. They had gathered together. They had been there for ten days and waited on the Lord and the Holy Spirit. God takes and opens up that valve and pours out his Holy Spirit upon all. All flesh. And it hasn't stopped. And there's yet more to come. My second point today is the unsuspecting crowd. The unsuspecting crowd. History tells us that on the day of Pentecost, that there were, there were Jews that had made a special trip to Jerusalem. And they were there for, for doing a, a pain. They were ready to celebrate a special feast. Uh, they were ready to celebrate the, peace of, uh, the feast of Pentecost. And so you had these Jews that had traveled from the different parts of the known world, and they had gathered there, and and as far as they understood it, that they were there to celebrate this special tradition called Pentecost. Verse 5 of Acts chapter 2. Now there were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound... Referring to the sound of not only the rushing mighty wind, but the the sound of tongues and these people praising God uh, in in languages that they had not learned. It says now they were staying in Jerusalem. and So when they heard the sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed. And they asked, aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? And really, it was almost like it was an insult to the, to the, the people that are coming from the upper room. They were really saying, "Why well, aren't these unlearned people? I mean, these people are not educated. And here we hear them speaking different languages, and, and they're speaking in our tongue, and we can understand exactly what's going on. Then they, they asked the question, how is it that each of us hears them in our, our native language? In other words this group of people, they, they had come together. They had no clue what was going on. They were there just kind of minding their business, thinking about how they were going to meet uh, other people and what they were going to eat and, uh, and how they, they were going to celebrate. But they came to Jerusalem not suspecting the Holy Spirit to be poured out. They came, and they... They were a group of people that that just gathered together, and maybe it was ho-hum. Maybe it was just going through the motions. But this crowd who suspected nothing, the Holy Spirit was ready to give them everything. It was an unsuspecting crowd, but it was a crowd that heard the message. They were curious. They were convicted by the Holy Spirit, and the Bible tells us that there were approximately 3,000 that were saved and baptized that day. There was a group. They they weren't expecting that. They They were there just doing their own thing, but Holy Spirit, as he was being outpoured, moved upon the unsuspected gathering of people. I believe there will be a lot of unsuspecting people show up in church today. I believe today that even here, There are those that showed up today and you weren't suspecting anything. Maybe it was just something that you're going through the motions, just coming out because of a loved one. I don't know. But I believe today throughout our land that there there are a lot of unsuspecting people that are showing up in church today not expecting, not expecting God to do anything special. I believe God's Holy Spirit is actively at work this morning. I believe God is convicting people of their sin. I believe that God is convicting the unsuspecting people of their sin. Because God's Holy Spirit doesn't stop being outpoured. I believe... God's Spirit is igniting a fire in the unsuspecting crowd today that's coming in charge. I believe just like it was on the day of Pentecost, oh, there was a whack of them, at least 3,000. There probably was more. There probably was like five and 6,000 people that were there because they came in families. And so it only talks about the men. But I believe just as it happened on the day of Pentecost in the unsuspecting group that God's Holy Spirit still convicts, still knows how to prick the heart, still knows how to remind people of their sin to bring them to a place where they say, I need Jesus. And the Bible says that on that day, that on that day, that there were 3,000 that were saved and baptized all at the same time. Now, Bill Johnson, Bill Johnson, he really disagrees with, with the feeling and the thinking, well, you know, there are seasons for the Holy Spirit to move. I mean, just look at history. Just look at history and you'll see, well, the Holy Spirit moved here in this way. And then it kind of went away. Then, then the Holy Spirit moved over here. And, and the, the Holy Spirit moved into Azusa Street. And, and, and then the Holy Spirit moved into the latter rain. And then the Holy Spirit uh, uh, moved uh, uh, in the charismatic movement. And then, then there was, you know, it comes and goes. And, and Bill Johnson says this. He says, you know, you know why? W- w- the problem is, is that we measure God according to history and not to his word. We measure God and the way that he deals with us according to history and, and, and not and not according to his word. And Bill talks about a couple of scriptures and I just want to share them with you. He says uh, over in Isaiah chapter 9, uh, for, for to us a child is born and to us a son is given it's, and it's about uh, uh, the Messiah coming. Uh, And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end he says, he will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time and forever. The zeal of the Lord God Almighty will accomplish this. In the King James Version, it talks about, and the increase of his government will be no end. The Word of God says that the, the government, the, the rule of Christ, it doesn't kind of wane and it doesn't die off, but it continues to, to increase. Also over in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, Paul says, now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, and being transformed into his image, which is the work of the Holy Spirit. And then Paul says this, Paul says this about the work of the Holy Spirit. With ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Both passages of Scripture are very strong and very clear. That says that, hey, what God does, it increases more and more. And, and transforms us more and more. And so, so, the in the church today, it seems, it seems that over time, we have a, we have a tendency to just let things fall off. And it seems like, in, in the church, we, we, we have the, the ability to resist the flow of God's Holy Spirit. So, I ask the question, so what has happened? If Scripture is so clear and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit has not ceased, has the Holy Spirit ceased to be poured out? The answer is absolutely not. Has the rain of heaven ceased no it has not happened I want to bring up my app again but I'll tell you what has happened we have put up umbrellas we have put up umbrellas I've asked the prayer team today if they would come to church with their umbrella and prayer team I'm going to ask you to stand up Would you stand up with your umbrella, okay? And now I want you to be very, very cautious about this. Give yourself room. Watch out for your neighbor and all those around. But I want you to slowly open up the umbrella. Move aside and put it up high. There seems to be resistance over here, a lot of resistance there. A lot of reasons, this, you people are the only ones that seem to be in touch with the Holy Spirit right now this morning. Okay, all right, okay, all right, good. Okay, these umbrellas, and I'm just gonna do it for just a, just a couple seconds here, but these these umbrellas, they, they, they represent not only individually what we have done to resist the outpouring of the Holy Spirit also, but they represent corporate resistance. There are some who have thought Pentecost was for, the o- for, was for the first century only. And when they did that, an umbrella went up. Some have thought Pentecost is not for everyone. And umbrellas started to pop up all over the place. Some have thought Pentecost is nice, but I wanted my way. And umbrellas went up. Some have become indifferent and have said, you can take it or leave it. And umbrellas have popped up. The rain hasn't stopped. The Holy Spirit hasn't ceased to be outpoured. But we put we put up umbrellas. I also know that some have become preoccupied with the things of this world. That doesn't mean the Holy Spirit has stopped. It just means we've been preoccupied with the things of the world. we put up our umbrellas. Some have allowed sin to get into our lives. That doesn't mean the Holy Spirit has stopped. It means we put up umbrellas. We have put up umbrellas. Uh, some have followed, followed false teaching and have put up their umbrellas. But folks, I want to know. I want you to know the reign of the Holy Spirit has not stopped. Somebody say Amen. All right, prayer team, you can be seated. Be careful as you're seated. Our nation is in trouble. Financially, we are in trouble. Morally, we have lost our mourns, We have lost our anchor. Fin- financially, we're in trouble. Morally, we're in trouble. Politically, we are in trouble. And spiritually, we are in trouble. But I am pleased to report that Jesus Christ is alive in our nation. I, I am pleased to report that today. And I want you to know... I, today this is more this is more about me giving a report than it is a sermon, but i 'm excited about what i 'm sharing with you today. I know that even though there is spiritual darkness within our land, and there's a lot of things going on just in Canada alone, not factoring in what goes on in the U.S., but there's a lot of things that are going on in our nation, and there is darkness there, but I am convinced because of personal testimony and because of interviews I've had with pastors in this city and within this region that the Holy Spirit is moving, that there are fires that are burning, uh, and especially... uh, in our own church, just recently, Grace and I had the chance to go on some holidays and As we went down to the states and we went down through the eastern seaboard and, and through the states like Pennsylvania and new york and, and the Virginias and so forth, we had the opportunity to stop in on different churches and three churches in particular that we stopped in at and as we were in these services, there was clear evidence that there was fire in the house. There was clear evidence even though they were in different parts. Different parts of the nation. Even though they had different denominational handles. Even though they were doing ministry a little bit differently. There was awareness that there was fire. There was fire in the house. And as I have met with pastors in this region and I've sat down with them and they too acknowledge that in our nation we need a move of God. We need a move of God that not only starts in our church churches, but it sweeps this, sweeps this nation. And I want you to know that these pastors, the fire of God is in their hearts. And I want you to know the fire is burning in their churches. So all around us, all around us, there are indications, there are signs that the fire is burning. There is all kinds of indications that the rain is getting through, and that people are underneath uh, what God is, is doing. In my heart, this is what I see. This is what I believe. In my heart, I see like it's at nighttime, and I see a whole bunch of campfires, and they're burning, and they're all over the landscape. And it's, it's like the Holy Spirit is just about ready to do something that's going to cause a huge bonfire to all of a sudden ignite. And these little fires become one huge fire that that comes to this nation. And I believe, I believe when I think of that, and I think of the words of Billy Graham, and I think of some of the conviction of the pastors of this church, that you and I, we're on the verge. We're on the verge of a fire that God wants to pour out on this, this nation. This weekend is known as Pentecost Sunday. We have at least probably, let me think, 3,000 teens that are gathered together over in Waterloo right now. There are other teens that are over in Paris, Ontario, that are coming together underneath the name of Jesus Christ, our banner. There are Christian Reformed teens that are gathering together. Matter of fact, and talking to some of my buddies, there are youth that are gathering all across this nation. Now, wouldn't it be neat, wouldn't it be exciting to know that on Pentecost Sunday, that across our land, that there were teens, there were churches up and down the eastern seaboard and across our land that discovered, you know what? The Holy Spirit hasn't ceased. The rain is still being poured out, being poured out upon us. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, folks, I'm about ready to wrap it up. All right? Okay. No, no, I am really, I mean that. I'm about ready to wrap it up. Okay? Okay. Um, I think it's time for an updated version. In this book called, um, it's, written by, uh, it's written by Doug, Doug Rudd, uh, and Doug Rudd was a former pastor of a church. In this book, it talks about Pentecost coming to this church and coming to the city. And it says in the last, the last paragraph, I won't read it specifically, but it says in the last paragraph that this church is where Dorothy Weberg, and it would have been called, called Weberg, Dorothy Weberg, uh, who's also married later on, called Gal. So Dorothy Weber still resides. So in the last paragraph of this book on, on the Stratford Pentecostal movement, it says, Dorothy, Dorothy Weber still resides. Well, I, I, I buried Dorothy a couple weeks ago now. So Dorothy's gone to her eternal reward. Dorothy Weber, who was the granddaughter of Charlie Wiederson, who John and Charlie, they are the ones that invited the missionary to come over from Hebden Mission back in 1907. And so their granddaughter, Charlie and John, they're gone. Their children are gone. Grandkids, they're going slow. But Dorothy, she's gone now. I believe it's time for an updated version. And this morning, I asked the question, whose name? Is going to be added to the paragraph today. Whose name is going to be added to this, from this congregation. That mentions and the Holy Spirit is still moving in the church. And so and so still re- reside there. I have to conclude. I'm asking the worship team to come up. Folks, I'm going to tell you this. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. If you agree with me, praise God. Thank you. Amen. If you don't agree with me, I, I really don't care. But I I want you, I I really, I really, I mean this with all my heart, not trying to look for a fight, but here's here's what I believe with all my heart. Folks, I believe with all my heart that we have not seen the best that God has for us. I really believe it. You and I have not seen the best that God has for us. And I want you to know, I I believe that Pentecost was so important, and Azusa Street, and all the other movements that we mentioned today, but I want you to know that there is a movement that is coming of God that will cause those other movements to pale in comparison, because we have not seen the best that God has for this generation and for this nation. I I came across this from uh, Tim Sheets. Tim Sheets is is an author, Uh, his brother's Dutch Sheets, Uh, and Tim has written a book called Angel Armies, uh, also called Planting the Heavens. Recently he was over at at, uh, Centralia uh, speaking at the church there, Uh, and as he was speaking, and he was talking about, and and Tim and I are on, on the same page, and he was talking about God's Eminent outpouring, and he travels around so he's got a better pulse or sense of what God is doing. He says, The church, this will get some of you excited. Okay. This is this will cause some of you to put down your umbrellas. Okay? It'll cause some of you to put down the umbrellas and get underneath the rain Alright, he says, the church is about to do some things it has never done before. Oh, I like that. He says, Hell. It's about to face a church that it's never seen before. Oh, I like that. Hear that. Come on. Come on. Come on. You've got to get excited about that. God's best is yet to come. And hell, I love it. Hell is about to face a church that it's never seen before. Oh, this is awesome. Uh, it's a new era, different than anything that we've ever seen. And, and Tim goes on to say, he says, what God is about to do is a kingdom revival. You know, we talked about Azusa Street, and we talked about head to mission in Pensacola and in and, and Toronto and, and, and it was the days where you heard about God's moving and oh we gotta get in the car and we gotta go to these places. Well and, and that was okay and for whatever reason that, that that's the way it worked and, and, and God bless that. But Tim was saying to us, he said, there is a new day coming. There is a kingdom revival. And, and the revival and the outpouring, and we know that's exactly what, what God wants to do, that there's a kingdom revival where God is pouring out his spirit simultaneously because it's never stopped. Just like it was back in 1906, that when it was happening over California, it was happening over Toronto, it was happening in Waterdown, it was happening all all over the places. So Tim says there is a kingdom revival that's coming, which means that the Holy Spirit is being poured out on and anyone that's receptive, and it's it's popping up here and it, it's popping up there. You won't have to drive to Toronto or or Pensacola or or, or California. Hell will, no, will hell will not know who to attack. You know, it's, and the picture is this. You ever been to CNE? You know, you go down to Midway, and they got all kinds of games, and you throw things. You ever seen that one where, where you got the hammer, and you got these things that are popping up all in different times, and the idea is try to pop them, you know, and, and you, you try to hit this one, then one hops over here. There's another one hops over there, and, you, you, you know, you, it gets you confused. But Tim says... That's just the way this revival is going to be. It's going to be the devil's not going to know where to attack. Because when he goes to attack over here, somebody else is going to pop up over here. And when he's about ready to attack somebody over there, it's going to pop up over here. Because God is pouring out his spirit. God is pouring out of spirit. Has to stop. Come on. Come on. God is pouring out of spirit upon all flesh. My question for you this morning is, are you in? If this is what God is going to do, are you in? I don't know about you. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I want to be on the edge. I want to be on the edge. I want to pull my umbrella down. I don't want to let anything happen. Of God in scripture or history has always been preceded by prayer. It has always been preceded by people that were praying. That people came together. They got together in, in different places and at different times. They They got together and they prayed. God has never moved apart from his people praying. Somehow, it's that alignment. And as people pray, their umbrella comes down. And they get underneath the spout. They get underneath the rain. See, today, we have, we have a prayer team, and they, someone put up their umbrellas today just to show you, just as, as an example. But I want you to know today that the prayer team, they came, and they came, they came expecting rain today. They came expecting rain. And, and so today, I'm going to ask the prayer team if you would, would uh, go to the, the back aisle, across the back aisle, and just stand there. And I'll give you some instruction in just a moment. While they're doing that, I want to read a couple of scriptures. 2 Corinthians seven fourteen. If my people who are call, called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Paul said about God's moving and what he wants to do. He says, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages in the world without end, amen, amen. Next Sunday night, we got Tim Gibb, he's coming back. We just had him here a couple months ago. I want you to know, Tim, he, he ignited fire in our lives. He helped us get the umbrellas down. Tim shared with us what's going on over at Sarnia, and he shared about what happened over there, and as God began to move in that place, and as God, they've gotten tuned with what they understand. Oh, man, Holy Spirit is continuing to be outpoured. He's coming back next Sunday night. You don't want to miss it. You need to be here. You need to be here. We need, we, we need, just once again, align ourselves with the downpour, the downpour of heaven. And so I'm going to ask, with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, and the musicians are playing, prayer team, I just want you to start going up and down the aisles and to start praying over this congregation. And I just start, just that's it. Just start, start walking up and down the aisles and start praying over this congregation. I've got I've asked the musicians to get ready to play a, a song for us this morning. But they're gonna start praying over you. They're praying over you right now, praying over you. They've come today expecting rain. And as they walk up and down the aisles right now, they're praying over you. And if you've been expecting rain, that's great. You're in the right place. Matter of fact, you know, if you're there and you just feel, man, feel okay, just start, start worshiping the Lord. Start raising your own hands right there where you're sitting. These people, they, uh, they're, they're only doing what I've asked them to do. They, they are not aware that I was going to ask them to do this right now. But I believe, I believe that God's spirit is on the verge of doing something, doing something that you have not seen. And I believe with all my heart. I believe with all my heart. Hear this again, you. I believe with all my heart that it's, it's with pastors like Pastor Chad McLaren and, and, and Carlo. I, I believe it's the staff. I believe it's this congregation. It's people like us that God wants on the cutting edge, on the cutting edge, on the cutting edge. And this day, we want to just bathe you with prayer. We just want to soak you with prayer today because this is where it starts. If my people will humble themselves and pray. Then, then will I hear from heaven. Then what? You said, Pastor, I, man, you're, you're here today, man. She said, I wasn't counting on this. That's good, because I'm really excited about you. You're here today and say, man, I don't really understand. That's okay. They didn't understand on the day of Pentecost either. But I'm excited whether you understood anything this morning. I want to know the Holy Spirit understood that you were going to be here today. And the Holy Spirit's got something very special for you. And he wants to move in your life. And he wants to bring you to a place. He wants to come and fill you with his presence. He wants you to know him as a personal savior. He wants to come into your life and turn things around for the glory of God. So if you're here today and you say, man, I had no clue what you're talking about today. You're good. You're the right one. You're the one. I'm talking to you right now because the Holy Spirit knew you were coming today, and the Holy Spirit just loves to move and convict hearts and cause our hearts to be pricked, causes to be prepared. Oh, I believe it! I believe it today! I believe it today! I believe that we're on the verge, on the verge. Oh, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, help us today. Help us today. Lord, we're we're ready. Lord, we're expecting rain. We're expecting rain. Lord, we're not gonna put on our we're not gonna put our umbrellas up. Lord, we're gonna we're gonna just get soaked. We're gonna get soaked with your rain. So, oh Lord, thank you today for what you're stirring. Lord, I thank you for what you're what you're stirring in the hearts of the old saints. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in their lives. And Lord, give them a fresh baptism and a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. Lord, for those that are new, Lord, fill them up again. For those that, Lord, have been hungry and, Lord, have just experienced some blockage, Lord, remove the blockage today, Lord. Give them a great day today, great day in the house of the Lord, in the house of the Lord. We give you praise and give you glory. All right, people, prayer team, keep praying, keep praying, keep praying, Annette, lead us in the song. Thanks for checking out this week's message, Bethel Church Podcast that's blessed you and encouraged you that you come back and check out next week's message as well.